Hey guys, what's up? I'm Jordan Crook, and I'm the managing editor here at TechCrunch. I spend most of my days worrying about TechCrunch events, and a big part of my job is determining which speakers would bring the most value to the TechCrunch audience. The ones that can teach entrepreneurs something or tell stories about what they've been through. As you probably know, coronavirus is trying to get in my way, but I'm not gonna let that happen. That's why we're launching a brand new virtual speaker series called Extra Crunch Live. Extra Crunch Live, in a nutshell, is a Zoom call with some of the best and brightest minds in tech, from entrepreneurs to investors. Here's how it's gonna work. We're gonna hop on a Zoom call, broadcast that Zoom call to YouTube. I'll ask some questions, but more importantly, you'll also be able to ask your own questions. So who are we talking to? Well. This week alone, we'll be talking to Aileen Lee and Ted Wang, who are partners at Cowboy Ventures. And later this week, we'll be talking to Charles Hudson, who is a total pre-seed wizard. In the coming weeks, we'll have guests like Mitch and Frida Kapoor, Rulof Botha, Hunter Walk, Mark Cuban, and Kirsten Green. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. We are going big on this, so expect to see many, many more speakers lined up in the coming weeks. Extra Crunch Live is one of the many features that comes along with an Extra Crunch membership, as well as a hundred plus in-depth articles that answer the questions that I think keep entrepreneurs up at night. You can try your first month of Extra Crunch for just $1. Equity listeners can get 50% off their first year by using the code equity. So sign up, just go to techcrunch.com slash subscribe. I'm really, really excited about Extra Crunch Live, and I hope you are too. So, see you there. Good morning and welcome back to Equity Monday, a quick hit from the Equity crew to help start your week. We're going over what happened this weekend and what's coming up in the week ahead. We'll also take a peek at a startup funding round or two and dig a little deeper into a news item or new trend that's been stuck in our heads for the last few days. As always, our regular, longer, chock-full of banter Friday episodes still drop each and every week, so head over to your favorite podcast service if you need more startup and venture capital news. This is Monday, the 27th of April, 2020, and from a still locked down rainy East Coast, let's go. Over the weekend, news broke that Sequoia, China, and Starbucks are linking up. The coffee machine will, quote, co-invest in technology businesses in the world's second largest economy, according to CNBC. You can easily see the appeal of this. Starbucks doesn't want another Luckin or technological innovation to ram into its drinks world. And Sequoia, China, in the meantime, can bring extra capital to deals and, we presume, secure big in-country distro for some new technology products. It's a win-win, provided that there are enough deals out there for both companies to sustain a winning tie-up. China's venture capital market, of course, has slowed precipitously in recent years. This is one deal to keep an eye on. Also, while you were asleep, what Sifted.eu calls a, quote, group of the UK's most prominent venture capital firms came together to answer a survey of notes regarding the UK startup scene. Some of the data points were stark and worth sharing. I've pulled in a bunch. 40% of UK startups have seen March revenues drop by over 25%. 68% expect full-year revenues to drop more than 25% below plan. 26% of startups surveyed have committed to furloughing at least 10% of staff. 43% have stopped online advertising, 40% of imminent fundraisers have been delayed, and 43% have stopped online advertising. 
That's not great. The UK saw, quote, around 40% of European funding in 2019, according to Crunchbase News, far ahead of Germany with 18%. So this slowdown is no BS. This is a big deal. The UK is an immense part of the EU startup scene, and it has hit the brakes. So, you know, what does this mean? Well, far lower spend, slower growth, slower fundraising. You know, 40% of the EU startup market just slowed. This will have huge knock-on effects. However, one particular set of data from the report is snagging attention this morning. The survey notes that 40% of UK startups have 12 months of cash or less. According to some morning math by TechCrunch.com, may have heard of us, using one of the survey's charts, another 31 or 32% of startups surveyed have between 12 and 18 months of cash. That means that just over 70% of UK startups have less than 18 months of cash in the bank. Now, why should you care? This is data about the UK's startup market, sure, but I doubt that it's unique. All startup markets are on countdown timers to fundraising, even in the best of times. Perhaps even more so in the best of times as people spend aggressively expecting to raise more money. And now with venture capital's pace slowing, there is a huge amount of kind of collected risk and unprofitable, highly valued equity out there slowly or quickly bleeding. And the UK's data really makes that plain. All right, now listen, everyone, the week ahead, it's earnings week, finally. After all the weeks of talking about it, after all the annoyance of listening to me blather on about why earnings will matter, we're here. This Tuesday, we have Google, Samsung, and FireEye, so we'll check in on advertising, search, hardware, and cybersecurity. Wednesday is Microsoft, Facebook, Tesla, Spotify, and ServiceNow. That means we're looking at enterprise SaaS, cloud advertising, electric car sales, manufacturing volume during COVID-19, music streaming in a world with less commuting, and once again, SaaS. Thursday is Apple, Amazon, and Twitter. So on Thursday, we're digging into global hardware demand, the domestic e-commerce boom, and once again, advertising. If we read all the earnings calendars correctly this morning, and I pray to everything that we did, uh, we'll see all of Tech's Big Five report this week. So please pour one out for your local tech blocking crew. This is going to be a lot. Also, if you don't care about earnings, start caring. This is the one week you have to care. You can go right back to not caring. Just five days. It's okay. Now, turn into funding rounds. Uh, two quick notes this AM. First, a passage from TechCrunch's Ingrid London from this morning. Kodota, an Israeli startup that provides an AI tool to developers to let them autocomplete strings of code that they are writing, intended to both speed up their work and to make sure that it's using the right syntax and is spelled correctly, you know, in code sense, has picked up a $12 million Series A led by EDOT Ventures with participation from uh, previous backers Kosla, along with new investors TPY Capital and Hetz Ventures. The company has now raised $16 million in total, and it's not disclosing its valuation unsurprisingly. However, 12 million, 20%, 60, 70, 75 million, somewhere there, probably. Uh, the funding news coincides with Kodota launching a new version of its auto-completion for JavaScript that merges Kodota's semantic technology with Tab9's textual tech. It just bought Tab9. Uh, this is a neat round because, just thinking out loud, this tech could you know, maybe help senior devs move more quickly and maybe help junior devs avoid errors and learn. I like it a lot. And second today, not a round, actually, but a small fund the size of a large round. TechCrunch's Steve O'Hear reported thusly, Icebreaker.vc, the Finnish venture capital firm that backs, quote, pre-founders and pre-seed to seed stage startups, has launched a second fund with a first close of 50 million 
euro. That's already significantly larger than Icebreaker's first fund, which closed at 20 million euro, and reflects the VC's geographical expansion, in addition to Finland, where Icebreaker claims to be the most active institutional investor by number of deals, the firm is also active in Sweden and Estonia. Steve continues, breaking this down further, the fund says that so far Icebreaker has a 65% success rate for companies being able to raise seed rounds, 90% of those within 18 months of our initial investment, he told TechCrunch. Not bad. Pre-seed is fun as heck, making this kind of a fun one to keep an eye on. As we all know, as VC slows, pre-seed can get hit. So it's going to be fun to see how much money they can put to work and how quickly. Now, we're running a little bit long this morning, so I want to wrap with something I didn't write. Now, Founders Fund's John Luttig wrote an essay that caused a stir this weekend, and no, it wasn't about how we should build lots of new stuff with no real plans about how to do it. Instead, Luttig argued that tailwinds, formed by an internet usage boom amongst both consumer and business worlds, helped lots of startups do very well. Quote, the internet tailwinds that propelled Silicon Valley's meteoric growth for decades are stalling out. He wrote. More precisely, quote, as market tailwinds grew at 20% plus compound annual growth rate, or CAGR, the market dynamics shifted so quickly that incumbents couldn't react, leaving room for startups to emerge. When SaaS spend grew 50% per year, it was hard not to find green pastors as a new software startup. But the future looks different. Ludwig writes, noting in a chart that public SaaS sales growth has been falling for years and is set to post either the slowest growth rate since 2008 in 2020 or the second slowest. So that's a slowing trend. Well, so what? Well, in Ludwig's estimation, the new world will mean that for the, quote, first time in internet history, startup growth will require a push from the company and not a pull from the market. Uh, that's a big deal. And it gets even worse. In Ludwig's read of the future, quote, tapering tailwinds mean that incremental spend will slow. This may allow big companies to absorb a far higher percent of new spend, leaving a lot less room for startups. That means probably higher sales spend and following the uh, idea path here, probably lower gross margins. So will startups that have slower growth, worse margins and higher operating costs? Ew, that's a recipe for really kind of gross companies. I don't agree with everything in Ludwig's essay, but it's damn interesting. And it's a great look at how the tech world may change. Software is eating the world, sure, but perhaps it is eaten a bit more than we previously thought. And that's all we have for you today. Hugs and love from the Equity crew. We hope you are as safe as you can be. This is Alex. This is Equity Monday. And as every week, you are tremendous. 